Why is it every time it's my turn you climb on me? It's good for you. Builds character. Mm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. I thought I Oh, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Wow. Love you. I mean it. Wow. Is Sammy going to do our episode? I'm not sure. I'm going to just read her notes. <laughs> Go right ahead. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, so. We've arrived at Alaska. Okay, so. We've arrived. I'd like to go to Alaska. <laughs> I would like to go to Alaska also. But not this particular part of Alaska that I researched, maybe. Hey, um, just to derail before we begin. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, Tammy, this episode mm-hmm. is going to come out on February 9th. And then two weeks later is Amanda's, right? But one week later, will you see what I've written there? Outlander! <laughs> You're welcome. I thought maybe we'd gone too long without talking about Outlander. So, it's been a minute. I have a funny story. Can oh, I tell okay. a funny story? Yeah, because sure. then I can just cut all this out in one chunk and Jimmy can start <laughs> like it's the beginning. You won't do that either. No, I really won't. So, so sorry that you're all listening. Sitting at Tim's family's Christmas dinner. So I'm sitting at dinner and I, I asked some people if they had watched Outlander. And his uncle goes, his aunt and uncle goes, oh, is that the pornographic show? Now I have to cut this out. And I was like, <laughs> is it? No, I'm it's not. not. It's, show. Not, it's like Game it's, of Thrones. Like yeah, it's an HBO, oh, you know. Yeah. But I, it's like, on stars. It's not okay. on my yeah, my right. face turned so. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Because oh, you've only watched like one episode. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm only like, three in. I don't know about yeah. that. This is an off mic conversation. So we're not, we're not going to finish this conversation right now while we're recording. Yeah, no, it was so funny. But um, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. but I mean, he liked the show. That's it was just amazing. like his wife just happened to look over on his iPad and be like, "What are you watching?" Oh my god, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right, so anyway. So, go ahead, Jimmy. What are we doing? Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. Um, so I'm going to apologize up front because I did this research and there are lots of words that I had never seen before that I had to look up pronunciation for. So I'll just apologize up front if I don't get it right. I promise I'm trying. I can deal. So I'm sure that you've heard of the Bermuda Triangle because it's so cliche. Famous? Everybody talks about it, right? But apparently Alaska has a triangle of its own. I, I hope it's called the Alaskan Triangle. It's, tr- it's called the Alaska Triangle. Um, so it is probably the greatest urban legend in Alaska, and it's well-known and feared for a reason. The Alaska Triangle is responsible for more than 20,000 people having gone missing without a trace in the past what? half century alone. How have I not half heard century? about that? I know, yeah. That's only 50 years. I know. That's, that's what I said. That's how half Ew. century works. Thank you for that. I thought it was 500, no? That was a joke. That was that was a joke. Don't look at me like that. You say that, but your eyes say no, that you're lying. <laughs> so travelers, hikers, and Alaskan natives alike vanish, and this particular urban legend has even been known to take down planes. Oh my god. Oh my god, no, bye. Just think if you wanted to run away, that would be the most convenient excuse ever. It's like, oh sorry, just vanished in the Just Alaska gone to the Alaska Triangle, triangle right? You'd be the um, first person to ever return, but whatever. <laughs> I don't want maybe, maybe not. Maybe Wait not. till I'm done with the research. You might you ah. might not think so. So just wait a minute. There's a <laughs> there's a barren wilderness that spreads from an area near Juneau to Anchorage mm-hmm. and then upwards across the state to the northern coast of the Barrow region. So I didn't that really sounds huge. It is yeah. really big. So I hadn't I don't really know like I'm really bad at geography to begin, so I had to look up like where these places were, but it's basically across a good 
part of the bottom of the state, like it takes up a, a lot of the bottom uh, lines of the state, mm-hmm. and then all the way up to the top, and it's in a triangle shape. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as you would but guess it's like by the over, name, it's over on the coast. It's not in the center. No, it's closer to the Canadian side, like to where. Okay. Right, okay. but there is coast involved because okay. I mean it's such a large area, and then there's bodies of water, I guess probably lakes and stuff yeah. within the okay. area too. But it's all it's pretty much all wilderness. Because um, Alaska is right, like it's a huge state, but it's really right. sparsely yeah. populated. And this is a pretty massive part of the state. And okay. then, like, yeah, there's yeah. From what I could guess from the research, from what I could gather from the research, there are parts like you could be in a city and then basically walk a mile and you're in wilderness. So, Whoa. yeah. So, um, it's said to be the creepiest thing that you'll hear locals talk about. Wow. Uh, locals will tell you that in Alaska, even some of the largest cities are in the middle of wilderness. You can be, and though this is what I was just saying, you can be in Anchorage mm-hmm. and walk a mile or two out and never be found again. God. Right. So it there are... hard to train for a marathon, wouldn't it? Sorry. I'll <laughs> <laughs> cut that off. The way your brain works sometimes. <laughs> so there are stories on top of stories to be found of people who have just, like, walked into this wilderness and never come back. Uh, the Alaska Triangle has been associated with evil spirits for centuries. I Every it. time with you, with evil, evil spirits. Evil spirits. Yeah. Even, there were no evil spirits in my episode. There were lots of evil spirits in your episode. Well, Urban legends children. are bad. We're just children. Why are you afraid of children? Stop interrupting Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, fine. The children Anyways. were not evil. Hell's Gate seemed pretty evil. <laughs> no, they were just lost because of a car crash. That's right. Mine are just evil, evil, evil spirits. Evil spirit. Okay. Just because. <laughs> just like episode ADD. Or <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, one reason that, the, that, um, could be an explanation for people to go missing in the Alaska Triangle is the legend of Kushtika. Um, this is a name from the Tlingit language. Tlingit, I think I'm saying that right. That translates to mean otter man. The Tlingit tribe are a native people to Alaska, and the legend of Kushtika is an important part of their lore. People of the Simshian tribe also tell stories of the Kushtika. So, so is that like a creature or like a person? Oh, oh don't you worry. I'll explain to you. Sorry. Oh, no. I thought I'd missed something there. So it's actually, there's a little, there's variations. Um, some research says that the Kushtika is a version of a Bigfoot or like an ape man that's okay. indigenous to this part of Alaska. The linguistic explanation for why he is dubbed Otter Man is explained by the idea that if you were to merge the face of an otter with the face of a man, it would result in something akin to the depiction of Bigfoot. Casual. So, well, and it doesn't sound right when you're just hearing it, but like, so as I'm doing this research, there's like a picture of a man and a picture of an otter and I'm like kind of a merging. And otters, like, they don't look at all like apes, but their face is not all that different from like some primate features. And then Uh also... um. Like apes and humans, otters have opposable thumbs, which I didn't know, that they I use to pry open food, which it is said that the Kushka are also capable of doing, like cracking something open to get food out of it. So otters are like my favorite, one of my favorite animals. Yeah, I think they're, they're hilarious precious. to watch. They're so funny. Um, but the version of the story that makes them known as evil spirits is even more creepy than the, like, even more creepy and lorish than the idea of a Bigfoot. Because, you know, like you hear about Bigfoot and it's usually like... Any, at least any time I've heard any Bigfoot-type legends, like, he's usually minding his own business, and people are just like, oh, there's a really giant footprint yeah. or whatever. I always think it's like Chewbacca. Yeah. Right. So it's said that the Kushtika are shape-shifting creatures that are half-man, half-otter, and can lure women and children into the icy water with oh. their fake cries that sound like either a baby or a screaming woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice. They lure women and children into the water in order to steal their souls and drown them. Unfortunate. 
Right? It's a mean otter. See, just evil. It's a bad otter. <laughs> they are known bad as otter. the most ancient and evil demons of Alaskan lore, and there are apparently many stories from fishermen and other people around the area to convince folks that they truly exist and are something to be feared. Mm. So I thought it was interesting because... We some of the research that we've done before has talked about how superstitious like fishermen can, yeah. can specifically be. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that that popped up. Obviously, it's probably a pretty common um, occupation in this area. Right, right. So some accounts say that the Kushika emit a high pitched whistle that follows a pattern of low, high, low. Some accounts say that the Kushika can mm-hmm. shift into any likeness. Sorry, did you mm-hmm. want to do that? Yeah, I'm sorry, I did. I didn't do. <laughs> Some accounts say that the Kushika can shift into any likeness and often transform into a vision of your relatives or friends to confuse their victims. That's hideous. I know, right? While others say that they can only shift from otter to man. Like, imagine that you saw your child. Right. Well, that's the point. Like, it confuses you and And lures you you into the water. Oh, that's awful. Isn't it rude? Very rude. So, while otters are extremely adorable... This version is not so much. So yeah. you're thinking of like an adorable otter, but these like, so the pictures that I saw are like drawings of what the Kushtakar are supposed to look like. It's like this evil little version of an otter that wants to seal your soul. It's almost kind of like, it made me think of like a gremlin, like how <laughs> if a cute otter was to like suddenly turn into this little maniac monster. So just don't get them wet. Yeah. What I've <laughs> Except learned... they live in the water. So that's a problem. <laughs> what I've learned in these, ep- these <clears throat> two episodes on urban legends is that I need to have my phone on me so I can Google photos. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah, good point. I was also thinking that we'll have no shortage of pictures to share with you yeah, all on social, social media. media. Good luck. I have point. a creepy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us good luck. You're in charge of social media. <laughs> <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling the listeners good oh, luck. Okay. Dear Amanda, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I might need it. <laughs> Oh, man. It's like the Kermit the Frog meme where he's looking in the mirror and he's got the, like, ninja, <laughs> ninja robot. <laughs> so the evil nature of these things actually kind of get a little worse. So oh, no. one site that I was reading on stated that um, the Tlingit folklore says that the Kushtika will lure you away from your home and turn you into a Kushtika yourself. So kind of like a werewolf type, yeah, or vampire yes. type thing. Not interested. Um which in their culture basically prevents you from achieving reincarnation or like eternal life. So like you, so the indigenous people of Alaska believe in reincarnation. This particular this tribe? tribe, I I didn't go too far into like their religious type uh-huh. beliefs, but it did seem like reincarnation or like even just like the eternal spirit uh-huh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, it just kind of like stops you because it's turned you into a kushtika. Okay. So it's basically so no stolen your the, soul, and then it's stolen your you're no longer part of the circle of your, life, your everlasting life, right? So sometimes, though, they don't bother with the whole turning their victims, um, and they just decide to tear them to shreds instead. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, which I is guess, worse. I guess in that way, at least, maybe you can still achieve the reincarnation. So I don't know if it's worse or better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of bad either way. Um, either way. Shredding you. you. S-O-L. <laughs> shredded. Doesn't that sound nice to be shredded? <laughs> really painful. Dogs are said to be heroes when it comes to dealing with the Kushtika. Dogs in, are always in heroes. In general, right. dogs are heroes. Uh, not only are the creatures scared of our fluffy friends, they are also forced to reveal their true forms when dogs bark at them. So if a dog dog barks, then they have to actually... So I guess this would really apply, like, if they were taking the form of your loved one or yeah. whatever, the dog barks at them, then they have to show themselves. This made me think of a boggart. Like, can you imagine Ooh. if a dog had to bark at the boggart and then it just... Sh- but nobody actually knows what that looks like, which well, bothers me. I want to know what a boggart looks like in its true form. It's true. But no one knows. No one knows. I think if we ever go to Alaska, we have to take Bailey and Searsha because they mm. never shut their big mouths. It's true. So we will be safe. 
Also, I just love them so much. Well, Ariel also likes to bark a lot too, but I'd be a little concerned that something would just eat her in one bite. She's, she's on pretty my tiny. list right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> True. Um, some also say that in addition to dogs, Kushika can be warded off with copper, urine, or sometimes even fire. So there you go. Same. Some of those sound more appealing than others. <laughs> right. Well, but you always have urine on you, so it's fine. Okay, nurse. Well, there's one way to think about it. <laughs> You're safe. Um, every once in a while, there are stories told where the Kushtika are benevolent and even helpful. Oh. So in those stories, instead of being evil creatures who want to steal your soul and prevent you from eternal life, the Otterman creatures actually save lost children, sailors, or other wandering people who are lost in the wilderness and would otherwise freeze to death. More often than not, though, they are just plain evil. So I really mm-hmm. only read like a couple of quick references where it was like, no, they're actually a good spirit or whatever. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they were just very creepy little otter people. I wonder if it's like... I'm just having one of those days where I feel like saving somebody. Yeah. That's the time I'm going to be evil, but today I just feel like doing a good deed. Even evil spirits have a a heart sometimes. (laughs) Good Um, to know. So so you can kind of see where I was kind of telling you guys that it is one, like the Alaska Triangle is the major urban legend, but there's lots of things that are kind of involved in there. So another mythological creature that is said to inhabit this land um, that might be responsible for some people going missing is the Keelet. The Keelet is an evil subterranean earth spirit that takes the form of a black, mostly hairless dog and feasts on the dead. The only hair that it has is on its feet, and legends say that the Keelet will follow travelers in the night and then attack and kill them so that it can feast upon them. When a trail of dog tracks is found but then suddenly disappears, it's believed that the Keelet is nearby. The hair on its feet causes on its feet. <laughs> the hair on its feet Cause its tracks to disappear, which gives potential victims no warning of its presence. So it's really good at creeping up on you. Yeah. An evil earth spirit. How do you like that? No. Subterranean. Yep. Just coming right up out of the earth, snatch you. I don't dig. I just keep thinking about <clears throat> a little dog that only has hair on its feet. Just I know. It's kind of stressing That's me out. hard to picture, it's isn't it? Gross. Yeah. My friend got a sphinx cat. You know, they're hairless. Oh, so yeah. So I, I want just... one. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just keep picturing like a hairless dog, but then right. hairy toes. Right. It's gross. Ew. <laughs> Special. Hairy toes. <laughs> um, another creature that Inuit legend tells of who might be responsible for some of those who've gone missing, particularly children, is Kalupalik. She is described. Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I don't know. You're the same as Kalupalik. I'm obviously got Are you Kalupalik? <laughs> you know to me. I'm worried. Well, listen. Get out of my closet. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> She wouldn't be able to just chill in your closet if she was Kalupalik, so. She's described. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. I have so much fun here. I don't know. I need, more, <laughs> need more coffee. No, you I don't. don't. No, I don't. I <laughs> don't. So she's described as being human-like with dark hair, dark, long dark hair, greenish scaly skin, <laughs> okay, <maybe> same, <laughs> and very long fingernails. Um, Kalupalik wears an amadi, which is a parker, parker, a parka, worn by Inuit mothers that allow them to carry their babies on their backs because it has a pouch for the baby just below the hood. Okay. It cradles the baby and allows the mother to shift them from the back to the front of her as needed without exposing the baby to the elements. Hmm. So I actually watched a video to see, like, what exactly it was I was talking about here. And it was pretty interesting how, like, I saw the video of a woman actually loading a baby into this. It's like the original baby-wearing. Baby-wearing, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a baby Bjorn, but with a giant coat attached. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) Yeah, fine. 
Um, so parents and elders tell children that if they are disobedient or get too close to the water, Kalupalik will come ashore and snatch them. She is said to put children in her amadi and take them back into the sea with her to raise them as her own, or they will never see their family again. Shout out to our cousin. <laughs> kidnap you. To our other cousin, not your cousin. Like, what? Uh, our cousin Bailey, when she was a little kid. You don't have to say her name on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She'll, she appreciates the shout out. Um, does she? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure she does. But um, she's decided to crawl up on Terrence's lap when she was very small. She's like, I'm going to kidnap you and you'll never see her family again. <laughs> she was like three years old. <laughs> And we still give her crap. Okay, but I love I love creepy kids because like little kids say incredibly creepy things they like, like I just want to wear you. <laughs> that is creepy. My child has not said that. I mean, you're looking at me like, and you've experienced. No, I like read this article. It was like the top ten creepiest things children have said. Yeah. Right. And it's like you wake up and they're standing next to their bed and they're like, "Hi, yeah. <laughs> okay, go to bed." That's true. They do so. Okay, right, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, it's funny. So um, they'll never see their family again. So legend has it that Kalupalik makes a very distinctive humming sound, so you can hear her before you see her, which is extra creepy if you ask me. And some say that she, some even say that she smells of sulfur. Ew. Mm. <laughs> no. On the show Supernatural, that means oh, there's God. a demon nearby. <laughs> Good to know. Well, or a Kalupalik. Or a Kalupalik. So Kalupalik another sounds like a demon. Go home, Kalupalik. <laughs> <laughs> Never getting through this. No. Go to your room. <laughs> Another version of the story states that the Kalupalik are a group of pale-faced women who watch and wait to steal abandoned children or... What are you doing? <laughs> She's calling herself a Kalupalik. Again? I'm concerned. Until you said steal abandoned children, I was like, nope, not me, not me. Nope. I'm sorry, would you like to begin that again? No, she's laughing too hard. She can't. Tammy's doing the silent laugh. Her whole body's shaking, but there's no sound. I cannot stand you. <laughs> so, I don't even know where I was. Pale, fa oh, yeah. pale face women. That's right. You were stealing children. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hate myself because I'm the one that has to put something together from all of this. Like, I'm making it harder on myself. It's true. Well, it'll just take one of those long breaks where I was laughing to put in an ad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, face, I didn't think about kids. how to break some of these episodes up for ads. Oh, well. All right, anyway, so pale-faced women who watch and wait to steal abandoned children or children who appear to be alone, like maybe they've wandered off too far. They, wait, the, the child alone can be Kalupalik? No. Like if you see a child off? No, no, no. The Kalupalik wait for a child who's we'll by themselves. Wait for a child, okay. <laughs> so um, they, still, they still take them to raise as their own because they are unable to have any children of their own. And in this version, the children are raised to adulthood and the girls become Kalupalik themselves while the boys are either returned or killed. Um, okay. That's rude. <laughs> right. Seems like a giant exercise in futility. Uh, this part of the lore seems like it may have been created to warn children not to wander too close to dangerous icy water and to always listen and obey their parents. Yeah, that makes sense. It is also said that if you hear a knocking sound on the ice in a frozen body of water, it's the Kalupalik. And if the water is choppy or steamy, it means that she is waiting nearby. <laughs> so there is a story that states that a grandmother who was fed up with her grandson crying all the time asked the Kalupalik to take him away. After a while, she was doing better for herself and regretted her decision, so she asked two men for help getting her grandson back. That's evil. Right? The legend goes that the boy could be spotted sitting on top of the ice with a line of seaweed tied to him. The two men would get close to him, but he would call out and the Kalupalik would snatch him back into the water. 
This happened a couple of times until the men were finally able to sneak up without the boy knowing and cut the seaweed before he could yell out. They were successful in getting him away from the Kalupalik, but did not return him to his grandmother and kept him and raised him as their own instead. A hundred percent, because she's the worst babysitter ever. <laughs> right, because she gave him away to start with. Um, it is said that this boy grew up to become one of the great hunters, which I didn't look too much in what that means, but it sounded pretty significant. Yeah, yeah it sounds real. Right. <laughs> sounds legit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds right. Okay, so there's a number of creatures who could be responsible for missing people in the Alaska Triangle, but lastly, there are some who believe that the Alaska Triangle is simply a vile vortex. Have you guys ever heard of this before? A vile, a vile vortex? vortex? No, I don't think like so. Like a black hole? Uh, no, Earth? but like, okay, so, hold on, let me tell the story first. In 1972, House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, along with Representative Nick Bajich, maybe? Russell Brown, who was an aide to Bajich, and their pilot were on a twin-engine Cessna 310 pl- plane flying from Anchorage to Juneau when the plane disappeared somewhere in the Alaska Triangle. So I asked Scott what kind of plane that would be. And basically he said it would have been a small plane with like a propeller plane. Mm-hmm. So not a, like a major jet or anything. Right. Um, this disappearance triggered the largest search and rescue operation in U.S. history up to that point. After a 39-day search involving 40 military aircrafts and 50 civilian planes, the search was called off with no sign of any wreckage or survivors. This disappearance, along with others, leads some to believe that this area may be one of the vital, one of the vile vortices. Is that how you said that word? Vortices? Yeah, I think so. Also known as the Devil's Graveyards of the World. Wow, no, I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. So there are 12 of these, the most popular of which are the Bermuda Triangle, the, tri- the Dragon's Triangle in the Devil's Sea, and the South Atlantic Anomaly. Most of these, however, are located in tropical climates, which doesn't really align with Alaska's climate. Yeah, yeah. The theory is that hot and cold air and sea currents crossing these areas might create electromagnetic anomalies that are responsible for disappearances of planes and sea vessels. So while some people say that it could be, it's not like technically called one of the 12 devil's graveyards. And like I said, the climate doesn't really lend itself to that. That's so interesting. Right. Hmm. So basically, the Alaska Triangle is nothing to be messed with, even though some will explain the numerous lives that have just vanished by saying that hikers have just gone up against nature and lost. Alaska locals and travelers alike will tell you that it's more likely an evil earth spirit looking for a soul to devour or a sea lady who wants to steal small children who don't listen to their parents. Boom. And I have to ask my friend T about that. See if she's ever heard of it. Yeah, she's that would be from interesting. Alaska, and they just moved back up there. So uh, yeah, cool. I got. I need to text her. I had a friend from college who lived in Alaska for a while, but really, not, but not in that triangle. Mom just... has some friends that live in Alaska. I had never heard, of, but I had never heard any <clears throat> of that. Those except for the Bermuda Triangle. No, I had devils. Heard, I hadn't either. Oh yeah, no, I hadn't either. Huh. You know, Alaska... But it's not technically one of them, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, you'd think something right. that significant you would have heard. Um, Alaska recruits heavily for teachers. They pay a ton of money that's, to relocate you if you're willing to go teach in Alaska. That's why my mom's friends went to teach. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, years ago, but yeah. No, thanks. I'm fine. <laughs> I think it'd be fine as long as you don't wander into the triangle. Okay. Moral of this story, don't wander into the triangle. Stay out of the woods. <laughs> thanks for listening to... Salt Over Your Shoulder, a Redwater production. We appreciate your support. Your download allowed our crazy idea to gain steam and make it into your podcast directories. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to continue your support, you can engage with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SaltThePod, or follow us on Facebook at Salt Over Your Shoulder. You can also email us at saltoveryourshoulder at gmail.com.
Special thanks to the one and only Andrew York for our awesome graphic. If you'd like to continue your support, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us as well. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash salt the pod. See you next time.